live on Junkhead. We've got Chris from Nashville. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm great. Good to see you. Hell yeah. I For the audience's reference, I kind of came into contact uh, to, well, to, to Chris's work, really, um, which is uh, Car Chase Bingo, which I'm going to let him kind of explain how the whole thing works here so he can give you, you know, the full in-depth, uh, you know, explanation of it. But I love how the internet connects us with such, you know, interesting folks from all over the world. And he agreed to do the podcast, which is super cool, super nice. We, we appreciate him for kind of letting, letting the junkhead nation into his world. So with that being said, my man, why don't you, uh, why don't you explain to us uh, what Car Chase Bingo is, how it got started, you know, the whole, whole shebang. Sure. So I stream on Twitch and we I, I've been watching police chases live for quite a while now. But what happened was I was streaming and one of them would happen while I was streaming and be like, hey, guys, let's w- watch this with me. And then it turned out that a lot of people really love this idea. And as we went through watching, we would watch the live ones, but then we would go back and kind of go through the ones that have happened over the years they're on YouTube. And eventually the idea came about that, Hey, why don't we use a bingo card? Cause so many things happen in these chases that are repeats of like another chase, the same kind of thing just keep happening. So we came up with the bingo card. And then as it evolved, it became obvious to me that people would come and watch me if I went live when the chase happened. So instead of watching it later or just relying on maybe me being live when it happened, I started doing it where we were, I wasn't working, you know, just quarantined. So anytime a chase happens, I have notifications set up. This is a, there's a really big community for this online, amazingly. And I would get the notification. I would just go live and I've been doing that now too, where I'll just start as soon as I hear about it. And then we can watch it, play the, the bingo card. You know, it's fun. Let me ask you a question. You said that there's a, a big community for this online. Is it like a subreddit type of thing or is it mostly Twitter or Twitch or what's the what's the scoop on that? Dude, it's everywhere. Primarily the biggest source of it I have seen is there's a lot of Facebook groups for this. And I rely on a really large Facebook group that has a separate uh, group chat that will send out a notification to someone and say, Hey, here's, here's the link for, here's what station it's on right now. And here is where you can go to watch it, you know? And then I can just pull it up pretty quickly. And I'm also gotten pretty good at knowing all the backups. So if I'm streaming and something happens to the CBS feed, I've got the Fox one on backup. I've got the ABC one on backup. So we can sometimes certain chases, we have to cycle through them because maybe, if it's a long chase, a certain news station has run out of gas in their helicopter, you know, stuff like that. I feel it. I feel it. So, so Facebook you, you, is a big thing. I'm sure there's a subreddit. I haven't looked, but it's also a thing on Twitter. But Twitter, uh, I don't know, man. It's each one of these communities has their own uh, ideas and kind of gatekeeping mechanisms. But on Facebook, I found that that's the place where it's the most popular. Because I think this is 
uh, very popular with not just younger people who might be on Reddit, but an older crowd, too. I could see that because when I first saw it, it reminded me so much. And maybe you had some reference to this because I believe you said you grew up in Chicago and I grew up in the Midwest as well. And it's a very common thing for dads here, as I'm sure it is other places for them to get the uh, like the scanner with all the cop frequencies on it. And, and, you know, they'll just sit there listening to it for a really long time, you know, laughing at different shit and everything. Then he, I remember he had a group of buddies and they would call each other on the phone whenever there was a good one. And they would be like, yeah, you got to turn it to panel 30, you know, whatever. I've heard people who were like a decade ago playing car chase bingo, but that same way where they would be listening to or watching it on TV in Southern California. This is a big thing. So all of the new stations are prepared to go and watch a chase at any moment. So it, people have been doing bingo things for a long time. Apparently since I started doing it, I've heard other people be like, Oh man, I had this idea a long time ago. That is so cool. I I love how, what I love about an idea like that is it's so interactive with the world that is like, you know, because I mean, it is something that happens. I wouldn't say like every day. I mean, I guess every day in the sense of like we have a big country. It happens every day, but oh, the people who listen to the scanners are the ones who know about it every day. I mainly find out about it if it gets on television, which is not every day. So. I wanted to to kind of pivot off of that. I wanted to ask, what is the reception? I mean, it seems like it's been super positive. Yeah, uh, for the most part, it has been very positive. There's all right. So I'm the only person doing this with the car chase bingo. Right. But other people, I didn't come up with the idea of streaming a car chase. You know, this is I've known about other people doing it for years. And I don't claim to have invented any of this shit, but some people get very territorial about these things. So like, what? I came up with that idea. You're ripping me off. Dude, I, we can all do this, man. I I don't know if you've ever been on Twitch before, but everybody's doing variations of the same damn thing. Not, I don't know. And I don't know many people who would have this attitude, But I think that at one point there was a controversy about this for about a day. Not very controversial, but people on Twitter were like, you ripped this other guy off. And I was like, dude, I he's not even he's not the first person I ever saw doing this. And I'm not doing what he's doing. I don't understand. But I think that his people don't really watch live streams. So they think he's the only live streamer. So if they saw anybody sitting in front of a camera streaming, they'd probably be like, man, you're ripping that guy off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I see. I, it, it is a it is kind of annoying with people it's like very that. Positive. People find out about it. They come watch and they come back because it's just it's fun every time. Really? I feel it, dude. I feel it. I I, I one thing that I really enjoyed about it 
was I thought you kind of brought your own broadcasting flair to the project. And because I I've definitely I'm an old like 4chan guy. So I've seen some yeah. like, you know, yeah. stuff like that's kind of floated around forum boards for years. And but I, you know, it's, it is like one of those things where, you know, if you can do it in your own unique manner, I think, you know, that's the whole point and purpose of it. And uh, I mean, that's what content creation is in the end. I think that everybody, I mean, what is someone mad that you're doing a podcast like someone else is doing a podcast? You know, I I don't know people who actually make content who have the attitude that like, hey, you're ripping me off because I think we all have a shared understanding that it's not like we're all doing something groundbreaking, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I especially. Like to be mad real about it, because the people who do kind of act like that in I don't want to say our industry, but the, the world in which we operate, they almost seem kind of delusional. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have delusions of grandeur a little bit like they're somebody especially important. Like, yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. We're <laughs> I, You, you got to worry about the guy who thinks he's Mozart in 2020. You're just like, eh. yeah. especially if you're a live streamer, you're on YouTube or something. Come on, man. We're all just <laughs> it's about your personality. You know, people come to the stream to hang out with you. So like anybody could go watch these police chases without me. They're online. But if you want to come and play this game with me and do this, it's my thing. So it's not like I'm going to tell you that I invented car chases. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's true with other streamers. You know, you don't go to watch somebody play Call of Duty because you want to watch Call of Duty. You go because you want to hang out with that person who's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the one thing that I noticed about all the successful, like the successful streamers versus the unsuccessful streamers in that world is it does at a certain respect kind of feel like you're hanging out with one of your boys playing video games and you're just kind of sharing the couch and oh fuck that's crazy look at that you know it's it's a really it's coming from somebody who can barely multitask and like i there's no way i could stream and game i i i have a very serious respect for people that actually do that it's it's a lot of stuff. I see if you see me on the stream, the first two minutes is me scrambling. I'll get it up on my screen, but then I've got to alert people. I've got to post on Twitter. I got to make sure I back up streams. It takes me three minutes before I'm like into it. You know, it's just scramble every time, but I'm still getting better at it. I, I feel it. That That's me at the beginning of my Instagram lives is just like sending out mass invites to people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, a lot of times when this happens, I'm in the other room. I'm not live. I'm not even right here at my computer. So I'm like running across my house. I'm starting my computer up. I'm just like scrambling and I'm getting better. I'm getting get faster, but nobody's there in the first minute anyway. So, Hey, that's, that's super cool. How, how long, uh, how, how long have you been doing it? The car chase bingo thing that is. Man, we probably started in like May, maybe something like that. And I started going live when they happened sometime probably in June or early July, I think. Something okay. Like I, I got the idea from some people that they would watch me if I did it live. And it's always more fun live because if I don't know how long it's going to be, what's going to happen, you know, it's 
way more interesting that way. When we first came up with watching car chases, we binged car chases. So it's like every night we watched three hours worth of car chases. And I knew at the time that we were going to watch every car chase that ever happened. And then I was going <laughs> to be done with that. You know, <laughs> now we're we sometimes if I miss a few chases, I'm at work or something. When one happens, then we'll stop and be like, all right, let's watch three of them from the last week, you know. But for the most part now, it's just the live ones, which is the most fun, too. I feel it. Now, do you. Do you like eventually want to take that into like streaming uh, like potentially on like YouTube, or are you just going to stay on like Twitch or like what, what's, what's like the future goal for like car chase bingo? Well, I've started putting the replays, editing them a little bit so that it's, it's the best and then putting them up on YouTube. But that's mainly for, I don't know. The, the idea is to do that, but just grow the audience on Twitch. I'm not a Twitch partner or anything, so I could, theoretically i guess stream on another platform at the same time but my audience is on twitch and i like twitch i think i'm going to you know ideally i just have a bigger audience on there i feel it i feel it you you really especially nowadays you really have to stick with the platform that you have like the most audience built into yeah yeah and i i had a i got kind of lucky that i had a little bit of a audience built in before i ever started doing it so my community, a lot of them are still people who have been watching me for over a year, you know, and they're on Twitch all the time. And I also have other content on Twitch that is kind of reliant on the platform sometimes. So you mentioned musician. I see the guitar. Like, do you play in bands? Like, I, I kind of want to get a little bit more of a profile of like your creative cre career. Sure. Uh, I've played in bands for a long time. I'm not in one right now. I primarily record myself. I write songs and I oftentimes try to make it sound like a band. So I think I've gotten pretty good at that over the years. And I'm currently, I've been a music student for a lot of my life. And currently I'm back in school doing audio engineering program, which I've been, I've been recording stuff, audio engineering for the last 15 years or whatever, but I have no formal education in it. I feel it. I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way where it's been learning on the go and, oh, let's let's see how this works and just kind of figuring it out. It is kind of nice to go to like a formalized uh, like school where everything's kind of in a detailed learning process instead of just kind of randomly picking up shit as you go. I, I, pers I understand why some people don't think that that's true, but from my experience, which I have a lot of experience with education and creative things, I think that that's the best way for me to do it. So I do well in that regard. I have to basically do, I call it military training for like learning new shit creatively because I just like span, like I'll, like when I learned how to play guitar, it was like, six to eight hours a day for like wow. three to four months just like wow. obsessively about it and then now i'll play like eight times a month and i just kind of like yeah like it 
I never wanted to be insanely technically good. I just wanted to be able to, you know, be able to play lead and scale and shit like that. Um, but, you know. Once you're like, uh, have some proficiency. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's an issue that I have, but it also does work in my favor because that means I learn a lot of different shit. It's like weird. I'm not a master of anything. Right, right. I feel the same way, man. I play every instrument you can think of, but I'm not fantastic at any of them. I wouldn't say I'm pretty good, but not crazy good. I was actually just about to uh, pivot right into that, my friend. I know, you know, doing the car chase bingo thing. I'm going to break this question into two sections. One, you know, what is the wildest thing that you've seen on car chase bingo and two how far does like the violence go in the car chase like because i know sometimes like you have car chase and then they like get out of the car and then there's like some stuff after do they like how far do they go into that before they cut away how far do you guys go before you guys cut away cuz i can understand there's like sensitivity stuff cuz a car chase is very removed from the violence you know i mean yeah for the most part uh so there can be a lot of collisions you know traffic collisions where true true you can get hurt but for the most part the thing about the police that you wouldn't i guess you would understand if you watched it that there, when we're watching, there's like six helicopters up in the air. So there's the news stations. There's multiple police helicopters up in the air. So they are very well aware that they are being watched. Yeah, so yeah. That it does help. Like there's for the most part. I mean, they they will if somebody runs, they'll beat the shit out of the guy. But it's not. I'm usually not worried that they're gonna kill him. So I a lot of times do have my finger on the trigger where I'm like, all right, if I have to cut away, I'll cut away. But it hasn't really happened. I, I, I could see that, especially, you know, in the, the heightened world that we live in, you know, with everything that's going on, those guys definitely have. I'm sure it's probably, you know, screamed at them, uh, you know, via training and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for good reason and for bad reason because i don't want them like covering up shady shit either yeah yeah i i but, know it's it's uh it can go a lot of different ways but it depends i guess on the police and really how the person behaved can often yeah. trigger it so you know if they drive crazier sometimes cops can be a little more rough with them but uh i i have a lot of jokes we'll make about how clownish the police are sometimes we were watching one a couple weeks ago where a guy got out of the car at the end of the chase started running and a cop got out of his car and started running and he tripped and like tackled a tree and like actually took the damn tree out holy (laughs) shit yeah (laughs) he eventually got up and they got the guy who was running but it was just so funny they jumped out and just boom right into a tree (laughs) (laughs) That is wild. Holy shit. So, yeah, I, I guess what is what is I mean, that seems to be definitely be a pretty good one. But what is the wildest thing you have seen so far? All right. So I got to go with two of them, I guess, here where there was 
One, and they're both not in, in L.A., where all these chases take place in L.A., the ones that get on TV. But I have a couple of stories that were not in L.A., where there was a guy in Colorado who was running from the cops for quite a while. And at one point, I don't know if he was running out of gas, but he pulled over in front of someone's car, got out and got this woman and her daughter both out of a minivan, got in their minivan and took off. And then it didn't end there, though. This chase kept going and going. And at another point, maybe he was running out of gas in that car. He pulled over like he collided into another car and kind of ran him off the road, then got out and ripped this woman out of a vehicle and threw her on the ground, took her car and kept going. This was like a two and a half hour chase where the guy just had three cars. <laughs> it was amazing. That was a holy shit. So all, and, and like all of this is this is in Colorado live broadcast. What do you remember what city this may have been in? It, see, this is another part of this chase. It was wild. It was in Denver to start with, maybe. But the guy was driving so far and for so long that sometimes there would be snow on the ground. It's like terraforming. We're like at some point there, there, there was no snow and then there was snow. And like, I don't know how far he went or what, but it, <laughs> he just kept driving for so long. It was I, pretty I've amazing. heard about that with Colorado where it's varying, you know, because of the mountains and shit. It's like very that's what yeah. was happening, I guess. It was wild. Another story that I have from one that was outside of L.A. was a guy who was shirtless, which is on our bingo card if you have no shirt. And he, <laughs> he was at a hotel, and I guess he needed medical attention or something. And an ambulance showed up. He stole the ambulance and took off. So he still had the lights on on the ambulance, which is just hilarious that he's driving around with the lights and probably the siren. I couldn't hear it, but probably the siren. And he was hopping curbs and stuff like that. So his tires were going flat. And then at one point, this chase was going on for so long that this has happened multiple times where I see we call it Good Samaritan. This is on the bingo card, too, where someone will decide they want to intervene because they're mad that the cops haven't stopped the guy. And someone will just come over and get involved. So this guy who had a tow truck and his business name on the side of it, too, he comes and pulls in front of the ambulance. And like, I don't know if he was trying to get him to, like, drive up on the tow truck. Like, with he had the tow thing down and the it eventually turned into a collision. And the tow truck guy got spun out by the ambulance. But he did break one of the tires on the ambulance. And eventually the ambulance this guy just kept driving literally until the entire thing fell apart. So every tire came off, which is that's also on the bingo card if you lose a tire. So it was just sparks coming from every one of the wheels. And eventually he tried to take a corner in a neighborhood and literally the frame of the ambulance fell apart and he slid <laughs> into someone's front yard. And then that was the end of the chase because he that's the ultimate. He just would not stop, would not give up. So the entire vehicle had to just go to hell before he was done. And then they got him and he was, man, this guy was high on something and he was, had no shoes, no shirt. And they, they got him there at the end. It was, that was one of the wildest ones I've ever seen. We've also seen other people get involved. Whenever there's someone, if a civilian gets involved in the chase, then it all bets are off. Anything can happen. 
So we saw this That's one the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. If someone else gets involved, we saw one where this guy was driving around so slowly for two hours and I'm streaming it. And I'm just like, yo, this is the most boring chase we've ever seen before. I can't believe this. And uh, I just kept watching though. I mean, we were going to stick it out to the end and eventually a guy in a shark, he has a shark decal for his business, like on the side of his big pickup truck. And he comes over. I'm like, man, what is this guy doing? And then all of a sudden he swerves over and tries to hit the guy driving very slowly. And then the guy speeds up, gets out of the way. It takes a turn somewhere. He wouldn't have gone like off the road into a parking lot. And then the guy in the truck rams into the back of his vehicle. Like he's trying to do a pit maneuver on this SUV with his truck thinking that he's the police. So the guy flies down this uh, small street into a parking lot, turns, and he must have thought that he was going to be able to drive through this barricade and then back onto the street. But it turns out that it was like a parking uh, like platform where he drove off of it and his entire SUV flipped down a story. And, uh, you know, the car was just wrecked. And then he Holy. comes he comes crawling out of it. He was fine after this. And then he got tased by the cops and then they got him. And this was like a two hour chase oh. that would not have ended anytime soon, I guess, if this guy, if another asshole hadn't gotten involved. And then we were watching it afterwards and it's like, what? This is the most unexpected thing. And then the police also arrested the guy who got involved, the Good Samaritan. But then the Good Samaritan capitalized on this attention because he was famous for 15 minutes. Right. So then I see the next day on Facebook, this guy is promoting his business, like promoting himself as the guy who ended the chase last night. That is amazing. That man, that's like a real life example of that Lil Xan quote where he's he's talking about Hollywood and he's like, man, this clout shit is funny, though. And like it really is like like my man totally sees the publicity and was like, you know what? There is no such thing as bad press. Put my face out there, baby. <laughs> I mean, this guy got arrested and <laughs> turned it around to try and promote his business. And I people made funny videos with this guy's truck getting involved. This is this was a really funny thing to end a chase that was just pissing me off. Like if you go watch the video, I'm just like, man, this is so tiring. What is this guy doing? This is boring. And then everybody in my chat is like, why don't the cops just stop him? Why don't they stop him? And I'm sure that's what the guy was thinking in the truck was thinking, man, I'm pissed that these cops won't stop this guy. I could stop him. And then he goes out there and he did stop him, I guess. In the most GTA style possible. Yeah. Uh, that uh, a lot of times we'll be able to, there's a lot of protocols for the police when dealing with these chases. And you learn about the, a lot of times the crazier chases happen outside of LA because the police don't know how to handle it. So a lot more crazy stuff happens. We're in LA. They're following this guy around driving slow for two hours. And everybody in my chat's like, why don't they stop the guy? And it's like, well, they're just probably going to let him drive around and run out of gas or something. It, there's always going to be reasons why they intervene in a chase or not. So they could, if someone's driving too fast, you know, I've got to tell you that people do get away. Whoa. People do get away from the police. 
But in certain cases, if they can avoid getting involved, you know, crazy stuff will happen and dangerous shit happens if the cops get close behind someone, because then you make it them feel urgent and like they have to do something crazy. Right. And that's when a lot of times something real stupid can happen. So the cops will do a thing called tracking mode or surveillance mode, whatever, where they have a police helicopter in the air so they can follow. They know where the car is without being right on his ass with their lights going. And it just brings the temperature of the situation down if they do it that way. Oh, so that it'll they'll kind of hang back a block or two, no lights and just kind of like let the helicopter follow the situation. Exactly. That's that's smart as hell. That's super smart. Yeah, it's smart. And then it's it. a lot of times you can tell like, man, this is going to go really badly when they get too close behind somebody. And then the person is being really erratic. So generally, the way that you can get the cops off of you if you're driving in one of these chases is drive erratically because then they're going to be like, all right, man, we don't want them to hurt anybody. You know, that's so it kind of reminds me of the sky king situation do you know about that no what is that sky king was this guy i think it was recent like 2018 i believe but he was a hangar worker at uh the tacoma airport in seattle and my man just got bored and was like fuck it i'm gonna steal one of these airplanes and so he just hopped in it oh started driving down the hangar got it off the successfully took off and was flying and shit like that and the air force originally sent people like like f-15s after him to you know kind of intercept the thing but then they were like we can't really do anything because one if we get close to him he's erratic and we could cause him to wreck Two, right. we can't shoot him down because he's over like a civilian area. It could hurt. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So he just flew around for a while. Dude, that uh, describes a lot of the chases. They'll just drive and then the police will just be like, all right, just go ahead. And uh, other times, though, they're right on people. It really depends. There's a lot of police departments in the L.A. area. There's the California Highway Patrol. You know, there's always all the little cities around there. And it seems to me that every one of them has a little different policy on how to handle police chases. So sometimes little unexpected. But in general, I know what they're doing because I've just seen it so many times. I see. What's what's the other tactics that they use besides like the tracking mode thing? So have you ever seen a pit maneuver? You probably have, right? Well, they come up and clip somebody's car in the back and then spin them out. So they do that if like the car has to be going under a certain speed because you can't do that when they're going too fast and they have to have a wide enough space to pull it off. And sometimes they'll just stalk a car for like four minutes and then just can't find a good spot to do it. And also they'll obviously put spike strips on the ground. And that can be that anything can happen with that. That Colorado chase I was telling you about the cops in L.A., they're a little better because they do this all the time. But in Colorado, it was like this guy had never used a spike strip before. So he was on the highway while the guy was driving the wrong way on a freeway. And he threw a. a spike strip out in the road, but they didn't have the road closed. 
So there were cars coming and this guy just decided the guy running just flew off the side of the road and avoided the spike strip, which that's on the, on the bingo card too. And the spike strip got ran over by just a regular civilian car. <laughs> oh, shit. You just ruined four tires on somebody's car. Fuck. No. Taxpayers paying for that. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. Wow. I. It's so fascinating to learn about the different maneuvers that they... Because, I, I mean, I, it's so neat, I guess, because you can tell they've came a long way from like the OJ chase and like all the car chases you would see on like, you know, like cops and shit back in the nineties and stuff. Yeah, this is, you know, they have a whole, I watched a video one time where one of the guys who uh, calls chases from the police, from the uh, news station helicopters had gone and like done a day where he hung out with the cops and they explained to him how they do these pursuits how like what their policies are in some cases and stuff. I thought that was really interesting because they really do have a method for dealing with this because it happens so frequently in Southern Los Angeles or Southern California. And they really do have things that they have to do. And this could also, you know, people have figured out that a lot of people in SoCal know these things. So they, I mean, we saw this guy the other night, this was just two nights ago, a guy was driving away from the police and he was driving erratically enough where they kind of backed off of him. And then he, I, a lot of times I'll speculate, I mean, man, do you guys think that this guy knows where he's going? Does he have a plan or is he just driving? Most of the time they're just driving. This guy had a plan. He goes and pulls over and just stops. He stopped in the middle of the road in a spot that I thought was like, why would you stop there? And then he goes and jumps a fence and gets down into the LA river you know, the L.A. River is not a real river. Yeah. It's like drainage, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he knew exactly where he was at because he took off into a tunnel and just disappeared. And they, did they find him? I don't know. A lot of times, a lot of times people get away and the news station will not hang around long enough. Like maybe they found the guy. I, I heard later on Twitter that maybe he came out the tunnel in another spot and they didn't get him right away. I generally assume that they eventually get people, but they can get away and they, they have, I mean, that guy could have, he never would have been able to go back to that car, but he could, have. <laughs> I guess yeah. you know, like you'd have to sacrifice your car in that situation. There's other things where people will. Uh, so police chases get called off a lot really quickly. So there's a lot of chases that end very fast and they never get on television because if you drive crazy enough, they're not even going to bother. They just get your uh, license plate and then they know they can try to find you later or whatever. So that's one way that people I'll see some one of the scanner accounts posts like pursuit. And then two minutes later, it's like, yeah, they called it off because he was driving 120. No. Sh and they, they just, is that how they get like people who are doing like extreme speeding where like they they don't even bother with the chase anymore? They're just like, oh, hey, by the way, we saw you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly how they handle it later, but I know that a lot of times they have to let somebody go. I've seen it where in L.A., you know, people don't know how to drive in the rain. So I saw one about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago where a guy was driving 
in the rain and they called the pursuit off because he wasn't even driving that fast, but they didn't want to pursue someone in the rain, <laughs> which is someone from the Midwest. Like that's hilarious. Like what? Really? So. <laughs> that, that is, that, that sounds about right for Los Angeles. Having lived there for a little while. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But also people can drive to can drive North. And if you go North, you get to uh, like mountains, uh, whatever with uh, the grapevines if you can go there the the news stations and the helicopters can't go there so it, it's too much hills whatever it is so if you drive that direction the helicopters will have to stop following you now if you're if the police are right on your ass it probably doesn't matter it just means that i can't see it when the guy finally does stop <laughs> We've also seen other situations where if there's a lot of clouds and it's like an overcast day, you can drive towards the ocean because there's a marine layer there and the helicopters can't go there too. Or another place you could go is the airport. And a lot of people know this one. So a lot of chases end at the airport because that, that's a no-fly zone. So you go to LAX and the helicopters cannot find you so let's say you've got enough distance between you you're in tracking mode there aren't cops right behind you you could go there try to get out and figure out where you're gonna hide son of a gun and this i mean it can work but a lot of times people will go there and then like go in a parking garage there's probably security in that parking garage they're probably going to be able to trace you but i've seen people go in parking garages frequently and if you you can lose the helicopter pretty quick if you're in a parking garage so I've we've seen all kinds of stuff and people do actually get away at least for one night. You know, that's that is impressive. Like I, I, I have to I'm not like somebody who's like pro criminal or anything, but shout out like to have all that against you and to still pull it off. It is kind of impressive. It's impressive. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I feel the same way. It's like I'm not trying to tell any I don't want anything bad to happen. But if you can get away, you have my respect. That's amazing. And people come into my chat a lot and they're like, hey, there's no way you could get away, right? I'm like, man, we see it like even two nights ago, that guy went in that tunnel and I don't know what happened. But by the time that the news station left, there was another time though that I did see someone try the same thing. So that wasn't an isolated incident where we saw one and it was at, it was like really early in the morning or something where a guy drove, got out, jumped a fence and went down in one of those drainage things, the LA river, whatever, went in a tunnel. But the tunnel, maybe he didn't know this tunnel. It feel, I felt like two nights ago, the guy knew exactly what tunnel he was going to and for what reason. But this one guy just gets down there. He had to jump like like a 15-foot drop to get down there. So if you do that, like the cops aren't going to be able to get down there, right? They're not jumping down there. So we're waiting for a long time, wondering what happened to the guy. He's disappeared into some tunnel. And the fire department showed up. They got one of their huge ladders. They sent the cops down the huge ladder. They also had a chainsaw so they could cut a chain link fence in half and then put the ladder to get down there. So this was like a 20 minute thing. And then they got down there and they found the guy like right away. He was just inside of a little tunnel. He hadn't gone. anywhere. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I. I, I lived in L.A. for a little bit and I, I, I do remember like the extraordinary amount of car chases and just like the insane crime that would happen there like i remember one story that happened when i was living there where 
some gentlemen tried to get surface to air missiles through the LA docks and they were like, bro, you can't do that. Like you can't. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And like <laughs> it was it was one of the wildest situations where you know you're reading the article and you're just like, this this sounds fake. This doesn't sound real, but it, it is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff is straight out of a movie. We saw one maybe two weeks ago. This was a guy that got away too, where he was, and this seems like some Fast and the Furious shit. So he drove under a bridge where the helicopters can't see you if you're under a bridge, and he turned his lights off and just stopped. When he didn't come out the other side, I was like, all right, we see what he's doing. And then the cops were going to come in on him because they were in tracking mode at that moment. And then by the time the cops actually got there, he was gone. So he actually, the car was gone. Not just the person got out and disappeared. The car disappeared. Whoa. So I, like it, it benefits a lot. Like they had a, a spotlight too. You know, the, they call it the night sun where it's the police helicopter has a big spotlight. Right. And he somehow evaded this. And I saw someone post on Twitter later, like a video of it. And maybe you couldn't really tell, but maybe he turned his lights off. And then when nobody saw him, he disappeared. He like went out and turned on the small side street and just sped away real quick. He had a black car. So I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but I know that he got away that night. All the cops like blocked off this whole area, but it was like, man, he's long gone. You guys are like setting up a perimeter around the spot where he's not there anymore <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous i i i think it is one of the coolest things i've ever i've seen this year i mean it, possibly you know just to see it like go from just this idea that like you know was kind of floating around people's heads and now it's on twitch and you're kind of doing it and like adding your your mm -hmm. spin on it i think it's uh i think it's incredible man uh, what I'll let you go ahead. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode here. Do you want to go ahead and plug your, your social medias and your Twitch account and all that fun stuff? Sure. You can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash snooze fighting. So that's all one word snooze fighting. Also, you could search on YouTube for snooze fighting and you will find a whole bunch of these, the best car chases that we've done. And, you can also find those on the Twitch channel. I've highlighted about eight hours worth of car chases that are good ones, the good ones. You can also find my music on Spotify. Uh, my name is Chris Hessian, H-E-S-S-I-A-N. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. If you want to follow me on there, I generally am able to give a heads up for when the chase starts. And my name on there is Chris Hessian, but it's spelled differently. H-E-S-H-I-N, more like what it sounds like. So if you guys want to follow me there, please follow me on Twitch and join us for one of these live chases. I've Not every single one is super exciting, but it, anything can happen every time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, on that note, folks, Junkhead, coming to another long podcast we ran actually this is a decent length one um but another long day at the ranch you know how it is um mm. you know living our living living the dream of 2020 podcasting on new year's eve 
you know, this is this is this is that real gangster shit that they're talking about and all those rap songs. But they're gonna come after us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, folks, we, we release these uh podcasts via uh audio, but if you saw the video, you would realize we've been flashing gang signs the entire time we've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. On that note, junkhead is out.